by 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. We are talking about being grounded and rooted in our faith. Being grounded and rooted in our faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You are waiting for me, I'm waiting for you. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the world was framed by the word of God. So that the things that are seen were not made of the things which are visible. By faith, we, by faith, Abel offered a, offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of the gifts of his gift and through it, he being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6. Let's all read verse 6 together. Ready? Go. It says that, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Faith is the most under-discussed and underutilized subject in the church today. Because we have a tendency of teaching a lot about the fruits of faith. The harvest of faith, the, the products that faith gives, rather than the roots through which we derive faith. Our roots as Christians is more important than our fruits. The blessings, the miracles, the testimonies, the prophecies, and all those things, they are just a product of What's in the root? So if the thing that is in the root is right, then the products will be right. Unfortunately, we become like those type of people that are more fixated on the fruit on, the, on top of the tree than the roots. So sometimes we produce plastic fruits. It looks like a fruit. It looks like uh, a harvest. Unfortunately, we can't eat it. It's not edible. It's not edible. I, had, I, I was watching, I don't know whether it was a documentary or a program. And this woman had, uh, this woman was, I don't know whether it was a confession or something, but she was saying that the, um, she had agents. And the agent used to go and connect her to different churches, different crusades, different like services. And then she's a professional testimony giver. <laughs> so sometimes she goes to a place like a mad person. You know, it's like she goes to, let's say there's a big crusade coming off in, in Belly Park. Then... 
for like maybe a week or two weeks before the, somebody would, the, her agent would, would employ her. So maybe they fly her, maybe they, they bus her from maybe, let, let's say, uh, Halifax to Berlin. And then she comes to work in Berlin for a week as a mad woman. So she's dressed haphazard and she's walking around. So a lot of people will see her. That she's, that she's a mad person around Berlin Park. Then during the crusade, she will come to the place. And then as she comes, the, the, the pastor will be ministering and everything. Then she will start manifesting and then they will bring her. And then the pastor will say that she's gone to collect something. She collected some beads in the, uh, on her waist. And that is what has made her go mad. Something funny. And then uh, they will take her and remove the beads. And the pastor will pray. And then there's a miracle. And then she becomes sane. And she comes to give a testimony. And then the pastor will say, everybody clap for her. Then they will organize money for her. And in the back, they give her money. And she pays, she pays the agent. And she's off. The answer. Then she's off to the next program. The next program, the next church, the next, you know. So all I'm, uh, when I was watching this, all I'm trying to say is that because we Christians have been, we have been divorced from the roots. So all we are interested in is the fruits. And so when the fruit is not really fruit, the pastors are forced to manufacture things that looks like fruits. It is not, but it's manufactured and it looks like one. And they present it. And so you go to a church, the church that we don't always see uh, this type of miracle signs and wonders. It's not a powerful church. We want the place that creates miracles. And there are agents. I didn't know that, but there are agents. That their job is to connect pastors with miracle, uh, professional testimony givers. Then the one that sells oil too. They will come and say, the oil, I've used the oil. This is what the oil has done for me. Hallelujah. Yeah. So if you, if you are a pastor and you are trying to go the right way and preach about the roots, the root is buried. The root is not seen. The root is hidden. The root is not, not like prayer, faith, fasting, believing, evangelism, suffering. Uh, we want to see. I didn't have a job. Now I have a job. I didn't have a husband. Now I have a husband. I didn't do the breakthrough. So there are pastors who uh, they, they specialize in breakthrough. Breakthrough ministry. Triumphant. Jesus. International. <laughs> Dominion International. Power packed. Devil, ch- devil chasing. Miracle. Nobody talks about building faith. Building Christian life. Living. Building the fruits of the spirit. Because those things don't sound powerful. Living holy lives. 
Nobody's talking about those things anymore because we are more interested in money. Come to me now. Five years, multiple visa. Now. Then people are jumping up and down, receiving and catching. I am praying for you. That man will leave his wife and come and marry you. Somebody is about to be sacked and you will take their position. My year of miracle. My year of breakthrough. My year of signs and wonders. And you see people running with offering to come and put. I see your business. I see white people serving you. pray, nobody will give offering. If we say, go and work for Jesus, nobody will give offering. When you say, eh, 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 go and suffer. Go and witness. Be a witness to Jesus. For, no, 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 we are not interested in that. I, I, I see. I see in the realm of the spirit. That you are chasing your chases away. You are bombing your bombers. You see, you see how we can we can we can manufacture a lot of signs and wonders and have a lot of money on that pulpit. It's very easy. But unfortunately, put my tree up. Unfortunately, it's plastic fruit. It looks like a fruit. Have you seen this tree? If I were to tell you that this tree is a plastic tree, would you believe it? Why would you believe it? It looks good. It looks succulent. It looks delicious. Okay. Uh, 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 who should I use? Eunice, go and pluck one of the fruits and eat. Quickly, go and pluck it. It's a fruit. Go and pluck it now and eat it. Quickly, 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 quickly. Pluck it. Pluck it. It's a fruit and eat. Oh. Then they'll say, it is you. You don't have faith. That's why you can't eat it. Go and sit down. Your faith is too small. So sometimes you see that they present something that looks like a fruit. Something that is great. Something that is powerful. But it's not practical to you. You see these people who say that they have been blessed. They have become millionaires. They go to the same church for years and years and their lives are not changing. Nothing is happening to them. As they were, so are they. Now and forever. It's because the fruits, the roots hasn't gone deep. The Bible says that them that are of the captivity of Israel shall 
again bear, gain roots downwards and then bear fruit upwards. If you don't go down, you can't go up. If it's the depth of your roots that produces the glory of your fruits. Hallelujah. So if we are going to do the church right and produce good fruits, we have to take time to teach about going down. Going down, you are dealing with maggots. You are dealing with worms. You are dealing with soil. You are dealing with dirt, nasty things. Things that don't look attractive. But it is necessary. I say it is necessary. It is good. The, the Bible says that it was good that he suffered affliction. For Jesus lent obedience by the afflictions that he suffered. It is good. Amen. So we are going to talk about faith. Amen. We are going to talk about prayer. We are going to talk about being a Christian. Living a Christian life. Those are all roots. Those are all fundamentals. Amen. Because it is that that genders proper fruits. Amen. I guarantee you, you sit here. It doesn't look like a lot of things are happening. It doesn't look like you are getting, uh, what do you call it? Uh, breakthrough. You are not catching. You are not, but you sit here for a little while. And then after a few years, look back over your life and you see how much God has blessed you. Because it is not about the fruit, it's about the roots. Hallelujah. So we started talking about faith. And I, I started giving us a definition of faith, isn't it? What, were the, what was the definition I gave? Let's rehearse what we did last week. Faith is the lifeblood of a Christian. A Christian without, a, without faith is not a true Christian. A Christian who hasn't got faith is not a true When we say faith, what, do we, what are we saying? Faith is something that you haven't seen and yet you believe. And we, by the belief, you see it eventually. You know, like uh, uh, the people that got married today. It's an act of faith. Have you not heard of somebody who married on Tuesday and they died on, on Saturday before? Have you not heard of that before? They married like three days later they were dead. It happens. So if you are going to think about that, you won't marry. Because what if I marry the person and if the person dies tomorrow? I know, I know of a, a lady who got married. And I think it was less than six months. Am Roberts came to the house and shot the husband. She was pregnant and gave birth to a girl. It happens. Life happens. Are, are, you, are you understanding what I'm saying? But we have faith that mine, mine will not be like that. That is how come you go into marriage. Have you not heard of somebody who married on Wednesday and they got divorced two weeks later? Or somebody walked away. I know of people who got married and as they are going on honeymoon, the wife took the uh, best man and ran away with the best man. 
Oh, you don't know. There are things that happen in life. But you see, that doesn't change the fact that we will still go for another wedding. Isn't it? How many people went for the wedding who are divorced? Their, wed- their marriage didn't work. But they have faith for the couple that are getting married. That theirs will work. Even though mine didn't work, yours will work. It's faith. So faith is the lifeblood of a Christian. That is why we pray. Prayer is an act of faith. You are praying to a God you haven't seen before. As to whether God exists, you don't know. As to whether your prayer is going to God, you don't know. Does God speak English? Does God speak French? What language does God speak? The, the, you know, you, we have to pray for Kiran. Kiran has been showing me very bad things. Kiran showed me a video. I don't know whether it was this, a few. There was this man who was, says he's, a, he's an angel and he was talking to God directly. And he was speaking some language. Then he says, Father, yes, Father. But the person was a Father, yes. Ask him. He doesn't speak English very good. So what English, if God speaks English, what language do they speak? <laughs> But it's by faith that God has heard your prayer. That is why you pray. So without faith, as a Christian, you don't have blood in you, which means you are dead. Amen. So faith is the lifeblood of a Christian. What I'm trying to say is that if you are going to be a successful Christian, then have faith in God. Allow your faith to work. Hallelujah. Number two. Faith is a down payment for the things you desire. That's why when we pray, we end up by saying amen. The word amen means let it be so. It is done. But it hasn't been done as yet. But we believe that it is done. So the down payment is our faith. We have put a down payment. Have you ever bought anything before that you had to put a deposit on. The deposit secures the thing for you. Even though you don't have it yet, the deposit means that you have the good. It is reserved for you. When you come back and you do finish the payment, they give you the goods. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So faith is a down payment. Allow your faith to be a down payment. You are looking for a husband. I don't have it yet, but my faith is a down payment. So I begin to act as if I am married. I begin to carry myself like a married woman, even though I'm not married, because I have faith, and my faith is being proved by the down payment I've put down. Hallelujah. I want to pass my driving test and have a car. Behave, listen, behave like somebody who owns a car legally and you are driving. Oh, I don't know whether you understood what I'm saying. 
You know, sometimes, I don't do it these days, but sometimes, like, I'll go to a car showroom and I dress very well. I dress very well and I go to a car showroom and I let the salesman talk me through the cars and I'll ask intelligent questions and I'll say, take me on a test drive and then I'll sit in the car and then let him drive. Then I'll ask questions as if I have what apostles do you have? If I want a custom made apostles, how long would it take? Listen, I go to houses, homes, homes, and I let the agent take me. I go room by room. If I were to, how? Because what I'm doing is a down payment. Because the Bible, when I read the Bible, it says that through wisdom is a house built. It didn't say that by your pocket money. So if I was going to look at my pocket money, then where, what, where is the faith in God? Are you with me? I'm teaching you how to exercise your faith. What your pocket can give you is not faith. What your pocket cannot give you and it only takes God is faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? What your, you, you, if you kill yourself over 10 times, you cannot afford. If that thing comes to you, it's by faith. But what you can ask uncle auntie and the other people put, join, join some money and you, you have, it's not, it's not faith. It's connection. <laughs> are, you, are you understand what I'm saying? But faith is something you know you cannot do by yourself but you, you still act upon it. I will teach you the difference between faith and wishful thinking. Do you want to know the difference between faith and wishful thinking? How many imagine? You imagine things. If, if, you are a child, if you've been a child before, you know, you imagine that you are uh, Cinderella and your knight in shiny armor comes and sweeps you off your feet and they bring your lost shoe and come and give you a kiss. And then all, isn't that? You didn't do that. Uh, uh, Fantasy Island and all those books that you read. Uh, what, what are some of the books you read? You, I know you read. Uh, Treasure Island. You read bad books. <laughs> Hallelujah. But those are wishful thinking. Faith is you wish for something and you act on the wish. Because you believe there is a God who is a supplier of your needs. And no good thing will do it withhold from you. And because of that, you act on it. That is faith. It's not wishful thinking. Hallelujah. Number three. Faith guarantees answers. You see, the problem with us sometimes when we pray, we don't receive this because we have prayed, but we didn't believe in the prayer. You know, like, like you are sick in your body and you go to the man of God and the man of God prays for you. You see, anytime somebody is sick and somebody is praying over the, the sick person, it's two faiths. That is at work. Are you with me? My faith is my faith. And my faith as a man of God is based on the history of praying for people who are sick and are healed. 
So I have faith that when I pray for you, you'll be well. But you, the recipient, must also have faith that the prayer works. Bible talks about Peter and John. They went to the gate called Beautiful and there was a man, an impotent man, a man, crippled man sitting by the Beautiful Gate. And when he saw them, he said, look on us. And he, looking with the expectation to receive something from them, Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He was expecting. He was expectant. And the prayer of faith just worked. Because expectation is what makes prayer of faith work. We will talk about that as we go on. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand that faith guarantees answers. So when you pray, believe in the prayer. prayer. Are are you with me? It is not just, oh, I have to pray, so I'm praying. I believe. That is why I'm praying. And I'm not going to stop praying until I see it. That is faith. So in Luke chapter 18, Jesus said that when the son, 18, 18, he said that when the son of man comes, would he find such faith on earth? Would would there still be people praying to God? Or people will stop praying? Hallelujah. I pray that we will not stop praying. I say, I pray that we will not stop praying. What is it that you are are expecting from God? Pray about it. And don't stop praying till you see it. I said, pray about it. And do not stop praying until you see it. And you will see it. Number four. Prayer guarantees victory. First John 5, 4 says that anyone that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith is what overcomes the world. If you are born of God, then you overcome the world. Then it goes on to that what overcomes the world in people who are born of God is the faith they have in God. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Next one is what? Is that all? Number? What number are we on? Five. Faith is dependence on God's word. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6. Faith is dependence on God's word. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Hallelujah. You see, if we hold on to the word of God to the end, then are we disciples indeed. In John chapter 8, the Bible says that he that believes to the end is that one is my disciple. Not the one who believes now and then in between the the curse of this world comes in and they don't believe anymore. 
is the one that depends on God's word. It's amazing. I've seen a lot of young sisters. They come to church. They are very faithful and everything. They do. They get married. Now we don't see them in church. When you ask, so pastor, you don't understand. Things are not the same. I have to fry uh, fish for my husband. And my husband likes to eat fish on Wednesday, Wednesday nights, Wednesday evenings, around church time. Fresh fish. So... <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It likes it fresh. At the time of, of, of service. The time of frying is a service time. And, and, and my husband doesn't like when I fry and it's cold and, and when I'm not there, when he's eating. I have to sit by him so he eats. Listen, let me tell you something. Young sisters, are you listening to me? Listen, the faith that brought the man is the same faith that will keep the man. Not your frying of fish. Not sitting by him when he eats. I don't know whether you understood what I'm saying. Listen, if he is going to be angry because you are going to church, and serve God, go to rehearsals, and he wants fish fried, and he's not going to eat fish that has gone cold, he can't microwave his own fish, then it's not worth the, the bothering over. Hallelujah. Listen, let's hold on to the word. The word will make you prosperous. But when you prosper, don't throw the word away. Amen. Service will make you prosper. But when you prosper, don't throw your service away. Amen. I pray that one day we'll have millionaires in the church still ushering. I say, we millionaires in the church who are still hoovering. They are hoovering. Did I tell you about the red man, the man in the red shirt? I went, we went to Panama to preach. And the man was driving us around, some, like some man, just in red shirt. He's no, just some, his height would be like Evans. His, all his stature is like Ev- Evans. The, the, the thing that, that stood, stood about him was his red shirt. And he's not tucked in, he's just red shirt. And he insisted on driving us, he drives us, to the hotel, and then he comes back for to the uh, venue, from the venue to the hotel, and everything. So, one day we went to eat, like the third day or so, we went to eat in a restaurant. So, as we're eating, then the pastor said, have you seen the hotel you live in, you're staying in? He said, yes. It belongs to the man in the red shirt. <laughs> so, have you seen this restaurant that you're, this restaurant is uh, if, if you know Panama, there's a place called the Swiss Canal. You can Google it. The famous thing about Panama, one day I'll take you there. The famous thing about Panama is the Swiss Canal. And the Swiss Canal is like a man-made thing that takes you from the North Pacific to the South Pacific. 
and it's like um, the sh- it opens like this, and then the ship will pass through, and then it close. And it's a tourist attraction, and they've opened like restaurants by it, so by the canal, so that you go and sit there as you watch the boats be opening and going and. Come. He said that place that you are eating belongs to. Have you seen when you're going on your way to the hotel? See, there's another hotel there. They see another high, tall building there. Yes, it belongs to the man in the red shirt. The man in the red shirt, when we are eating, doesn't eat. He stands by the door. You know how, like, people who are not, not nobody are standing there. He's just waiting. When we finish, he, he hasn't, like, as if he hasn't got anything to do. When we finish, then he opened the door for us to see. And he speaks Spanish. Open. Dios te bendigas. Dios te bendigas. Gracias. It means God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Then he will close the door. Go and sit in the car and drive us to the hotel. And when he gets to the hotel, he will get down, come and open the door for us to go. The man in the red shirt. Evans. But listen, the man is a multi-millionaire. But he said that his word he received was that he should serve the man of God. And any crusade the man of God does, he pays for it. So all the visiting ministers, he pays their passage and he accommodates them in the pent suit of the hotel. The hotel is like a living room. You know, a hotel, you have your own living room, then your own drawing room, then your own bedroom. It's not where everybody stays. No, no, no. It's the paint, the, the last floor, the top floor. When you stand there, you see the whole Pacific Ocean. The Pacific Ocean is different from the Atlantic Ocean you see. The Pacific Ocean is like a lake. You stay like that. Doesn't move. Doesn't go. Blah, 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 no, no, no. It's there like that. The pacified Ocean. It's just there. It's just there. It's just there. Then at dawn, you see gradually, 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 then the, the tide comes in. Then the whole place becomes full. So like the tide will come up to like here. And it's there. Then by lunchtime, you, you don't even see when it goes. But gradually, it's gone. Beautiful. But he said that God told him when he was nobody to serve the man of God. And now that he has become somebody, he's not going to move for somebody to take his, his place of blessing. So he still stays there. When anybody comes, he drives the person. He, and you make sure he drives you. And he, he doesn't look like a rich man. No. And he's at the back. He's at the back and call of the pastor. When the pastor says, then he's there. 
anything the pastor wants, he just goes and does it. He sits right behind the pastor. Then you see him, it's gone. You think he's nobody. But he employs tens of thousands of people. Still serving. Same way. I pray that one day in this church, you will be an owner of conglomerates and you are still serving God in the same place, not moving. What you used to do before is the same thing you are doing. Not that today, now you have become big. So now, you don't have time. Say, let, let one of my boys, if you want, I'll give you my car. One of my boys will take you around. No, 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 no. Do you know how many drivers he has? He drives himself. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Don't let your promotion be the downfall of your service to God. Promotion does not come from the east nor the west. It comes from God. Who makes you differ from one? What is it that you have that you did not receive? And if you receive it, why are you boasting? Have you not seen rich people who are lying on the on uh, on slab with a mad person next door? Both of them, rich man, mad man, all dead on the same slab. They are both dead. So, never let your promotion. There are some people, when they get married, they don't move with their single ladies anymore. Like now that I'm married with the young girls, we don't, um, we are married women, so we are. Huh? Have you not seen somebody who married and the next day they slapped them and they took the ring from her before? Hallelujah. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Depend on the word. Wherever you go, whatever you do, depend on God's word. No matter the circumstances, what has the word said about your circumstances? Stay and trust in the word of God. Amen. Next one. How many days I was going to give you? 18. Hey, we have a journey to travel, eh? What number are we on? Number six. Counting things that be not as though they are. Romans 4.17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls things which are not in existence as though they did. He calls things that be not as though they are. We read in, uh, was it verse 2 or verse 3, verse 3 of faith, uh, of uh, uh, Hebrews 11, that the things that are seen are not made of the things that are, but rather the things that are not. So the things that are seen are made of the things that are not. In other words, the things that are seen are made out of the invisible. Amen. You see marriage, but that marriage is made out of the things that are not. 
I don't know whether you understood it. You see this church, this church building was born out of things that are not. We believed God for this building. We're praying, what's the address of the place we're praying in again? We have to get the address, you know. Dr. Marion's house. It was under, it's opposite the school of economics. Is it school of business? School of business. You know the students, there's some students accommodation opposite the business school. Yeah. The first basement flat. The first basement flat. That's where we used to pray. Every Friday, we go to pray, God give us this building. God give us this building. Because we didn't have the money. We didn't have the resources. We didn't have the manpower. And yet we had faith. So this was given to us out of the prayer that was said, or that we were praying for how many months? Over a year. 18 months. 18 months we were praying in that room every Friday, believing God for this building. Amen. Anything you are believing God, you want to see, start with belief. Start with faith. Amen. For by faith, we know that the elders obtained a good report. That, that scripture at the end of Hebrews 11, he says that these all believed in a city whose hands are not made by men. A city that is not built by men, but they believed till the end. Some of them never saw what they were believing God for. They died believing. Hallelujah. Died believing in God. I say, die believing in God. Whatever you are looking for from God, believe it. And don't let anything move you from there. Hallelujah. You may not have it now, but believe to the end. It will come. It will surely come. Hallelujah. It is for an appointed time. Though it tarries, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Hallelujah. Yeah, this girl has a very beautiful handwriting. Eh? She writes like a scribe. No, she doesn't write like a pharmacist at all. Pharmacists don't write this beautiful. All science people don't write very well. The physicians, they, they are the worst. They don't write well. Oh, okay. Doctors, physicians. Okay. What number are we on? Having confidence in the things to come. Having confidence in the things to come. Faith is having confidence in the things to come. Verse 39. That's Hebrews eleven thirty-nine, And all these, having obtained a good report through faith, receive not the promise. Having, God having provided the better things for us than they without us should not be made perfect. Amen. Having confidence till the end. Having confidence 
in the things to come. Listen, have confidence that even if things get difficult, God will take you through. Have confidence in the fact that your end will be better than your beginning. Have confidence in the fact that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Have confidence in the fact that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete that which is started. Has he not started? Will he not complete it? He will bring it to an expected end. Though thy beginning be small, thy latter end shall greatly increase. Believe in God. Hallelujah. Believe. Have confidence that your your end will be better than your beginning. If you had the, uh, uh, the opportunity to write your story, how would you write your the story, end of your story. If you go home, do this assignment. I say if you go home, do this assignment. Are you listening to the assignment? That write your story up to today and continue your story to the end. Give yourself your expectation, what you are expecting your life to become till the end. Oh, I don't know whether you understood the assignment I'm giving you. I'm teaching you how to go deep in God. I said, write your story. How many know that Jesus' story was well scripted? It it was not an accident. It was not a happenstance. His life was foretold. How many understand that? Everything that he went through was foretold. If you read the book of John, it always the the, the the scripture that you always repeat itself in John. This is to confirm what was said by the prophets. This is to confirm what was said by the prophets. This is to confirm what was said. John kept on saying, "This is to confirm because his story was foretold, and your story was foretold." I say, "Your story is foretold." It's already written. So when you go home, write. Write. How many will do it? Only two people. Yeah. Go and do it. And your doing it is a response to faith. Because faith comes by hearing. So what you are expecting God to do with you, write it down. The expectations of the righteous will never be cut off. Next one. What number are we on? Faith is the nature of God. Faith is the nature of God. How many will agree with me that it took faith for God to bring the world to being? If you like, you try and create your own world and let's see whether it will happen. (laughs) It took faith to call the things that are not into being. Let the firmaments gather from the firmaments. Let the sea and the land separate. Let the grass and let the stars, let the sun, let this, let this, and it happens. 
That's the nature of God in us. If he calls things that are not and they become, you can call things that are not to become. The problem we have is that we don't profess or confess things into being. We don't know how to confess things into being. How many want to learn how to confess things, prophesy things into being? I'll show you how to do it. It it is born out of deep prayer. When you pray for a while, you get into a certain realm. And when you get into a certain realm, whatever you say is a prophecy. And you can prophesy things into being. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You can call things into being. You don't call after you've eaten Nando's. It doesn't happen like that. <laughs> it's not when you have eaten a, a big bowl of rice. Then you go and say, I, I, I confess great things to happen in my life. Nothing will happen. <laughs> oh, you are calling some very bad food. What is wrong with you? To their back. <laughs> Hallelujah. With deep prayer, you get to a certain realm. How many have ever prayed, got to a place, no words were coming? You're feeling just groanings. The Bible says, with groanings that cannot be uttered. In that place, you get to the place where you, 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 you confess things into being. That is the nature of God in us. Hallelujah. See, I see my, I see this happening and it happens. I see that happening and it happens. And believe it because that is God in you. Oh, I say that is God in you. Yeah. That's the nature of God. Auntie Agi, hold everything say, I see you becoming a great person. I see you becoming this. I see you becoming that. I see God do this with you. I see God doing that with you. And indeed, God will do, do that. That's the nature of God in us. Hallelujah. What number are we on? Number nine, faith is the basis of pleasing God. You can never please God if you are not a man or woman of faith. And Romans, uh, sorry, uh, Hebrews 10, it, Hebrews eleven six 6 says that without faith, it's impossible to please him, isn't it? For anyone that comes for, must believe that God is and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God likes faith people. That's how come God like Abraham. He is a faith man. He's a man of faith. That's how come God like Paul. He's a man of faith. Are you a man of faith? Are you a woman of faith? A woman of faith is not a woman who is sitting there and wishing. A woman of faith is an action man, action woman. A man of faith is an action man. If you study the story of of, uh, Isaac or Abraham, See, he's a faith man. You dig a well, and then they take the, the well from you. They stop the well. Then he goes again, and he digs the well. And then they stop. 
and he goes again and digs the well. He is, somebody would have said, listen, I'm tired. I've been digging. When time I dig, they come and take it from me. They come and take it from me. I'm not going to do it again. No, that's not Isaac. He dug again. He dug again. And he dug the last one and they did not contend with him. And he said, I'm going to call this place Rehoboth. I'm going to call this place the place that God has given us rest. Amen. What have you done and failed before? Rise up and do again. What is it that you did? It didn't succeed. Rise up in faith and do it again. Faith is an action. Faith is not sitting or sleeping. In James, James, is it James chapter 3, he says that show me a man who says they are a man of faith and I through my actions will show you my faith. You don't just talk with your mouth and say it's, it's faith. Faith is taking a step that will not make sense, but you are taking it. Because faith makes sense after the event. Six years ago, we walked into uh, Leeds. So we are going to start a church. It looked crazy, sounded crazy. But now, we look out behind and it's like, it was faith. I, I understand what I'm saying. Because when we came to this place, we didn't know anybody. We only knew one person. One person, his wife. Those are the only two people we knew. When we came, we walked into Leeds, we just knowing two people, a man and his wife. And want to stay in their house. Hallelujah. I walked into France at 9 p.m. I don't speak French. I said, I'm going to start a church in France. 9 p.m. Who goes to a foreign land at 9 p.m.? Don't know anybody. Don't know anywhere. You are going to sleep. By 11 p.m., I found a home. A lady who doesn't speak English. She only speaks French. And I don't speak French. So we're, we're together. But we were having conversations. <laughs> yeah. And I stayed there for six months. Six months in a house. I started French. I started a church. One day I invite her to come. One day. She, she just comes, sits a quiet lady. But she was a woman of faith as well. What if I was an axe murderer? <laughs> because all that she was told is that this is a man of God who has come from England and he wants to come and start the church in France, in Paris. Then if he's a man of God, I will accept him into my house. First, in the middle of the night, I rose up and I killed him. I, I mean, think about it. Or what if in the night she also rose up and killed me? Because I don't know her. She doesn't know me. How many were agreed that it didn't make sense? What if the next morning she went to the police and said, I've raped her? 
What will be my defense? It's very possible. What will be my defense? Because if they ask me in French, what am I going to say? <laughs> All the French I knew was my A-level French. You know, how many did PRSA do? Only you have to be a certain age to do PRSA do. J'aperçu mon oncle là-bas sous le quai. Il porte un bobo blanche avec un grand chapeau de pas. Il levé le bras et sourit tout voir. Whatever you say, we receive. I I I see my uncle at the back on the on the platform. He's wearing a big hat. He's lifting his hand to to wave. So, so she started teaching me French, and I started teaching her English. We had perfect conversation. We can have a conversation for three hours, and we all understand each other. <laughs> Yeah, we have perfect conversation in French. Three hours we are talking. And I'm, I'm preaching to her in, in French. My tenses all don't work. But she understands what I'm saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, now it makes sense. Isn't it? But it didn't make sense then. Faith is action. It's not wish. I told you about the lady who bought her wedding gown. You remember yesterday we had, was it yesterday? We had Ozzy here. So when we finished and I was going with her, and she had, when she got married, she sent me pictures of weddings. So, I mean, you know me, I ask basic questions. Who is he? And she said, Ma, remember when Pastor gave that example about um, wedding gown? She said, this one, hers was slightly different because she said, when she, as soon as she arrived back in Nigeria, she met this guy. Then she said she was looking online, then she spotted a wedding dress. So she bought it in England. She ordered it from England. Then it arrived in her relative's house, and then they sent it to her. She said, unfortunately, the day the person came to Nigeria, and she went to airport to pick, you know, they put in a long, she said, as she was dragging the thing, then she saw the guy. And then the guy asked her why she's, what is that? And she said, well, it's nothing. And she said she couldn't take it to her house, because when her friends come and they see the gown there, every day she will have to answer why. So she took it to the village and gave it to her grandmother to keep. So the day the guy asked her to marry him, then she went to the village. And then the guy was like, ah, isn't that the thing that I saw at the airport? And she said, Ma, it works. It works. He married me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody receive it. I said, somebody receive it. I see your wedding coming up next. Oh, I said, I see your wedding coming up next. 
You will fit in. I say you will fit in. You will surely fit in. (laughs) I don't know whether you are receiving it or not. It's not just wedding alone. It's not anything. Anything. You must have faith. I say you must have, and you must act on it. I say act on it. Pastor Claude was telling you how we went to uh, Ghana with $200 to buy a house. We put $50. I went, you know how I go. Big, dress nice. And now let them take me through. Yes, nice. Okay. What about if I want this thing finishing here? I don't want this finish. I want that finish. They wrote everything down. When I finished, I put, it was F14. This morning, I remember the the address, F14. Then I put 50 pounds. I put 50 pounds on the deposit, F14. I mean, who buys a house with $50? (laughs) By the day I told them that I would finish paying, it didn't go past it. Meanwhile, when I was giving the 50, I didn't have 200 pounds in the account where that money came from. 200 pounds was not in it. It sounds like a joke. Like play like joke. But it works. My whole life has been like that. I carry it. And I, you see, the more you do it, the more confident you become in it. The more you do it, the more confident you become in it. I've done it so, for so long that it's normal to me. It sounds crazy to somebody next, next to me, but for me, that's how, it, that's how it works. My life has always worked like that. I remember I was sitting around here when I told the pastor that we are buying this building. We didn't have even the number of people sitting on this row, this session. On our books, we didn't have these people. But I sat here. There were pews. This side was, it was only this side that didn't have pews. It was like a chairs. There was a piano that was here. No, it was just a piano that was here. Big, the piano that's in that room, impact room, was here, there. And there were two chairs. We put chairs here, put like three chairs. We sat here, wooden chairs, and we sat on it. And I said to the man, we are buying this building. Told him that let us write a lease for 12 months. By the end of the 12 months, we will buy, we'll give you your money. Well, we didn't have one cobble <laughs> in our pocket. Yeah. But guess what? It happened. Amen. I said it happened. It happened and it will happen for you too. Hallelujah. Believe in God and act on faith. Next one. Oh, our time is up, isn't it? What number are we on? Okay, let's get to 10. Then we know we have eight more. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. Faith is built on hope. 
Without hope, you cannot have faith. What is hope? What is hope? English students. Oh, I just realized I don't have English students in me. Mandy. Mandy, she says she's, uh, she's not a proper English. This her law is uh, this is KJTR law. <laughs> it's not a proper law school. <laughs> Mandy, get up, stand up, tell us hope. What is hope? <laughs> what is hope? It's a positive wish and a desire of a belief of what? That you are going to get something. Okay, so hope. Somebody Google it and let's see whether she's telling us the truth. (laughs) If it's not working, you go and sit at the back. By that, that blue chair. It's an expectation and desire for a particular thing to happen. It's a wish. Like Mandy said. Oh, put your hands together for her. Otherwise, you have gone to the blue chair. Faith is a feeling of trust. I want something to happen. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm counting on it to happen. I have expectation. See, the, the trouble we have, how many pay tithe in this room? Give me a wave. The trouble we have about tithe payers is that we pay our tithe out of religion, but we don't believe in the thing that we are doing. That's why sometimes tithe doesn't work for us. Because it says that, prove me here with. If I will not open the windows of heaven and cause a blessing to be poured towards you, which means that you have to prove when you are giving your money to the, so send your money with an assignment. This money I'm giving, is I'm giving it because I want my land to be a delightful land. I want my land to be blessed. I want people to be envious of me. There are seven blessings in Malachi chapter three that you have. When you pay your tithe, you must expect and claim all those things. Because I'm giving in hope that these things are going to be mine. Don't just throw it there and forget. It's like a farmer that sows a seed and forgets where he has planted. How would you ever reap? Where did you plant? Where is your farm? Where is your harvest? But if you know that this is where I planted, when you are looking for your harvest, where do you go? This is where I go. So plant with the expectation that I'm going to receive as I've planted here. And you see, when you plant tomatoes and you are expecting to receive food, food is very wide. How many understand what I'm saying? Food is very broad. What do you mean by food? Food. 
The other day we went for a walk, and then I saw somebody's what is that thing called pear, pear on the tree, and I plucked the pear. I plucked it, and I took it home. Said this is my pear. I took it from somebody's house. You know the tree had overshot and was on the road, so I plucked it. It's not mine. It's not my harvest. I didn't plant it. I didn't know whether it was ripe or not. I didn't know whether it was poisonous. I took it. But when I got to my, my daughter said, that, do you know whether this is poison or not? Do you know whether they, they put, uh, uh, what is it called, uh, pesticide on it or not? How are you going to eat something that doesn't belong to you? Then she took it off me and she put it in a bin, supported by her mother. And I didn't challenge because what she said made sense. Because it was not my harvest. It was somebody's harvest that I was going to take. <laughs> what have you planted? That is what you must go and collect as your harvest. So as you are giving your money, it's a planting. So send the money with something. So when I'm planting a maize, I send the maize into the ground that corn should come out. Are you getting this? So at the end of the day, when I go, I expect corn to come out. Amen. So it's a substance of things hoped for. Your hope must be the reason why you do whatever you do. This thing that I'm doing, what is it in hope of? See, when she bought the dress, she bought a dress in hope that she would wear that dress to her wedding. Bought it in anticipation. Amen. Before we got this building, I had designed how these chairs will fit in this place in my mind. I have books I can show you. All the stage, I designed it as it is now. I designed it already. How do you design a room that you don't own? I designed here, plus upstairs, everything, plus the light that will come everywhere. It's be, it, it, they're in books. So when we bought the place, all these designs that you're seeing, it didn't just happen. It was not by accident. We had, had designed it already. Sometimes I'll be sitting at work and I'm drawing. I've drawn. Have you seen Carvey City? Yeah. I have drawn Carvey City. I have drawn, you see, we are moving from here to a land, to a land called Calvary City. Amen. In that place, we have our own supermarket. Amen. We have our own gym, our own theater. Wow. Yeah. Our own pharmacy, our own hospital. It's called Calvary City. I have actually drawn it. I have drawn it. If you come, I'll show it to you. And the name is already there, Calvary City. The name is already there. Amen. It's a whole town. Amen. It's there. It's there. It's coming. You watch this space. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I say, you watch this space. Amen. When I said we're buying a, a building in the United Kingdom, people thought I was crazy. 
to buy a building like this, in a, a church building like this, you must know a white man. You want to buy a land, and then you must know. <laughs> There's no one MP or two. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It sounds crazy. But like joke, like play. Like joke, like play. One day you see we'll be sitting in it. And then I'll say to you, do you remember when I was saying it there? Hallelujah. Rise to your feet.